Brandon, hello. Sir? Um, I guess before we get started, there were two wrestling things I wanted to talk about. One of them was uh, something you sent to me about Lance Storm. Yeah. Um, so I I know nothing about Lance Storm. Um, if, if you were to take a look at a, a photo of him while he was active, you know, like very... Military you mean like cut, you mean like hair. early two thousands mid nineties Lance Storm yeah uh, all business no uh, no real personality flat Not, yeah. top haircut flat top like you wouldn't <laughs> say that he's like the poster boy for maybe like the the, the alt right but like his style very much evokes he he comes off as a he's a Canadian man. He's very proud yeah. Canadian, yeah. but he definitely comes off as a no nonsense, like no nonsense guy who would not look kindly to you making funny jokes. Like, yeah, the the polar opposite of Tom Green, like on a yeah. Canadian scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's yeah. Tom Green on one end and Lance <laughs> Storm on the other. Yeah. Um. So I I didn't really have an impression of him. I I wouldn't expect him to be. I don't know an ally of any kind. I just I I, he, I he knew didn't he was my mind, but I like, knew he, he was very supportive of women's wrestling because he does. He runs a wrestling school and he has been responsible for quite a few wrestlers and is very supportive of everyone moving up in the business, moving forward and what have you. And to my understanding, he's always been a good egg, all in all. Like he's never said anything that has been really hurtful. Or whatever it is, his kind of okay. mo has been do cool stuff in wrestling. Don't be a dickhead. Don't be a dick. Okay. Don't do any undue harm. And like that, that middle one that like, don't be a dickhead has been yeah. kind of, I think that's kind of the North star. Of that guy's personality is like, yeah. you don't need to do this. Like yeah. you just, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, you know a lot more about him than I do. I was just going off of physical appearance, which is something you are not supposed to do, but like his, no, he's a attitude, wrestler. you, you yeah. should be able to make an opinion of him from his look. Like that's, this is the one arena where you get a chance to see someone before they say anything and pass judgment. And yeah. then what they say either falls them from the cliff you put them upon or digs them out of the hole you put them in. Like, there's nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah. wrong with that. That's that's being a pro wrestling fan. Yeah. Well, you, you sent me something that surprised the hell out of me. Right. So, yeah. So... <clears throat> Uh, and let me, let me bring up the thing so this way I can actually quote it properly. I'm going to bring up the, the text message that I sent you, but, um, to kind of, uh, put it out there. So some of you may be aware of, um, NWA wrestling, um, which has been a staple for some time since the fucking seventies or sixties or whatever it is. And it has gone through many changes. Um, <laughs> but right now it is being helmed by, Smashing Pumpkins frontman Billy Corgan. Oh now, my God. some of you might be like, what the fuck? Um, but for those of you who are wrestling fans, you know that Billy Corgan is and has been a wrestling nerd for some time. Um, <laughs> and he, to my understanding, is the head writer and showrunner of NWA Power, which no, is their shit. regular TV show. What? That's amazing. He's, yeah. He's the head writer. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, he's been doing a lot of stuff and, and, so Corgan has been pushing a particular wrestler named Tyrus. Um, 
Tyrus, somebody would would potentially know if you were a WWE fan as the Funkasaurus, um, a guy who was physically very imposing, very large, um, but not necessarily getting over with the fans. They had a, a dancing gimmick and what have you, and like I, I don't think they give him a fair push to be honest with you. Like that's, just that sounds taking, familiar. Taking this asshole's. <laughs> personality separately aside if i just looked at him and i go okay now fun side effect tyrus had dancers as part of his crew called the funkodactyls one of the funkodactyls ended up being naomi oh um, cool who ended up now being trinity fatu in impact and you know former wwe tag team champion yeah, uh, hell yeah a bunch of times and like really a star in and of herself. She ended up gaining prominence by having screen time on that. And then the Funkadactyls becoming a women's tag team. And then her breaking out solo star and what have you. So like it, if there's anything to be gained here, we gained Trinity Fatu from Tyrus's gimmick. Now Tyrus landed on his feet, so to speak. He ended up uh, in, I think TNA for a while and then oh moved down to NWA and NWA has been pushing him really hard. Now, Tyrus, um, I do not know his ethnic background. He, uh, he has a lot of tattoos. I don't know where they're necessarily from. I know him as big guy, right? Big guy, but people tend to pay attention to him because he's very outspoken. And he has managed to weasel his way onto a TV show on Fox News called the Greg Gutfeld Show. Oh, now, fuck Gutfeld. Jesus right. Christ. So this is um, if you're like me and you have a dad who is big into Fox News, all you hear about. And, and my dad has tried to tell me, oh, you should check out this wrestler, Tyrus. He's super funny on Gutfeld. Yada, yada, yada. Now. Mm. Gutfeld was uh he brings on Tyrus to my understanding like twice a fucking week. Like oh and this guy God. has been a staple on Republican, you know, TV talk show news-ish kind of talk shows forever, putting his opinion out there, what have you, yada yada yada. Um now Billy Corgan has gone on to say that, quote, if you're not a Tyrus fan, you're not a wrestling fan. Oh, okay. So take that as you will, as we start to go down this rabbit hole and decide whether or not you really still want to be a Smashing Pumpkins fan. And once again, separating the <laughs> art thanks, from the Billy. artist. And Thanks, Billy. Right. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. Anyway. So, uh, and I am reading a story from, uh, let's see. I don't know. Except all, nodq.com is the one that I saw this article come up on. I have not checked any other websites. Um, but I did Google very quickly just to see if Tyrus actually did say this. He did. Oh, um, great. All right. So <clears throat> during an appearance on Fox News, uh, Fox News's Gutfeld, the discussion of pronouns came up oh, and God. Tyrus said the following <clears throat> quote. If my kids came home and said, quote, Daddy, my pronouns is this, this and this end quote. Yeah, my pronoun would be ass whooping. Now, I think everyone who's listening to the sound of my voice, who's a regular watcher of this podcast, knows how absolutely fucking disgusting it is and how much it pained me to read that at all. Yeah. Um, so 
in comes riding a rainbow maple leaf fucking <laughs> streaming across the sky like everybody's dad who's tired of your shit like Lance Storm rolls around you know what Lance Storm's character is a dad who has a sleepover with a bunch of girls who will not fucking go to bed who is absolutely tired of your shit and wants you all to go to bed that's yes. Lance Storm yes 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 like he he yes. really doesn't want to fucking hurt anybody but I swear to yes. god if you all don't settle down and go to bed Bad shit is going to happen. I love that you're here. Shut the fuck up and go right. to sleep. Yes, yes. I'm glad that you have friends, and I'm very proud of you, and you're all very sweet kids, but I swear to God, if you don't go to bed, one of you will not wake up when you do. Like, just, I will absolutely just bury one of you in the fucking Canadian North. I, I had one of those moments yesterday. All of Hazel's friends were over it, screaming at the top of their mm-hmm. lungs, and I walked in, and I was like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I am happy you all have friends and are having a good time, whatever it is. But like, you got to take it from a 10 to like a seven and a half. Yeah. Like, just anyway, <clears throat> in comes our hero of the story, former WWE, <clears throat> ECW and WCW ch- uh, uh, champion and uh, yeah. superstar. Oh, that's, right. that's right. Yep. Lance Storm. Quote. And these are two separate tweets. The first one. Let me put this as politely as I can. Fuck this guy. Rainbow <laughs> emoji. Lance. Lance. Follow-up tweet. <clears throat> Quote. People stirring this kind of hate leads to people getting killed and everyone on the show is just laughing. Because here's the problem. When Tyrus said this, everyone on the show just chuckled away. That's so fucking vile. And this is the fucking deplorable bullshit that can happen that we've just been normalizing. So on on behalf of of myself and and Jamie and the fucking do a cast, um, I think I have an action figure still of Lance Storm that I picked up at a convention a few years ago. Um, I think I'm going to put him in the car and I think I'm going to make him my new road mascot. Yeah, because we should all be more like Lance Storm. I need uh I need some Lance Storm merch. If he's got it, I'm wearing this shit. I, I think like, I think we're gonna go do it. Yeah, yeah like just yeah. just one of those. Hey, Lance, just j- hey, yeah, Lance. I, 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 I might I might fire up the Threads uh, account, blow the dust off that bad boy, uh, and just be like, Hey, Lance, uh, just want to let you know, I didn't know you were so great in this particular arena. Yeah, fucking ten out of ten, my dude. Yeah, hell yeah. What we need are more guys in their, I think, 50s absolutely shouting down this shit. Oh, my God. He, yeah, for, for real. Like, we, for real. we need more people who are willing to defend groups that they are not necessarily a part of, but absolutely live the world of. It ain't fucking bothering you. Fuck off. Yep. You don't need to lead with hate. And the idea that... Lance Storm of all people, Mr. <laughs> Personality Lance Storm, yeah, yeah. is immediately like, first off, fuck this guy. Fuck it's this like, guy. Fucking wave <laughs> the Canadian flag. I swear to God, I'll mount a moose and ride him into town. <laughs> he's he's got an official t-shirt line at prowrestlingtees.com. Okay. Okay. Uh I forgot it he had a tagline, if I can be serious for a minute. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. That, that, right. That's what, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, like that was. <sighs> and then he has God a storm wrestling academy. Oh yeah. my god! These like are I told great. you, he's got a wrestling school. Like a... anyway, so that was a bit of like. I, I saw the article and I was like, oh, fucking Tyrus again, because this guy will not stop trying to do this. Because this is the idea is Billy Corgan is cashing in on Tyrus's Republican background and the fact yeah. that he gets on national news and trying to turn that into views for his wrestling show. Completely, potentially, I guess, abandoning any of his principles. I have no idea I don't know what Billy Corgan's Billy. background is. I know the story that, that we have from a friend of ours who used to hear Billy Corgan in a fucking coffee shop doing his shrill cover of Landslide and him telling him to shut the fuck up, which is one of my favorite stories <laughs> ever. And what I know of his body of work, and frankly, if you listen to a Smashing Pumpkins album, I would not genuinely expect that to be well-received by the Confederate flag-waving masses. Like, it I, felt yeah. very liberal and open and experimentive and, and like, it just... He didn't seem like that guy. And I, maybe, I don't know if maybe I read the that money, wrong. he maybe he got the money and he he changed. Well, this is the thing is pro wrestling predominantly is a very Republican fucking thing. Like That's the true. the the boys and everything like the lion's share to my understanding are varying shades of Republican. Now, to yeah. his credit, and I will not get into any of the other background stuff. CM Punk definitely had a uh trans support uh, t-shirt that he put on pro wrestling tees that to my understanding he absolutely killed it and uh, donated all the proceeds and what have you so yeah. there are some people who have a really big bully pulpit who are not afraid to stand up and go no we need to protect these kids like yeah. they're they're going through enough we do not need to fucking pile on them their yeah. journey is hard enough without us being assholes so <sighs> fuck you billy Fuck you, Billy. Fuck and you, Billy. But Billy should fucking know better. Billy should know better. But I, you know, I'm I'm gonna stand my ground here. Um, I am willing to get cleared by the Maryland Athletic Commission if Tyrus would be willing to take me on at an event with Super R5 Partners Flying V events, and I would absolutely do this as a wrestling match as an arm wrestling match, as a chop contest, Ooh. or as just a shoot fight. Yeah. But I think somebody needs to take an opportunity to kick the shit out of this guy for real. And I don't yeah. know if I'm the right guy for the job. I'm probably not. But at the very least, I'm going to volunteer anyway. Yeah. I I'm going to volunteer anyway. I'm going to put my shit on the line and say dickheads shouldn't be able to hop on fucking shows like Gutfeld and say all these awful things and watch a room full of fucking 30 or 40 somethings chuckle and agree with him like what he says is just gospel with no pushback whatsoever I have had an absolute ass load of that this week and I oh, am no. so fucking done with people being able to just put shit out there and then not expect to be challenged and when they are challenged they fucking blame you for being the asshole I was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. It's not about whether or not you can. I'm not fucking with your freedoms. Yeah. I'm telling you, maybe you should keep your fucking mouth shut from time to time, and you shouldn't say anything at all. And if you do say something, you might get a little clap back from somebody. And don't be surprised when that person really knows how to handle their shit in an argument. Yeah. Does, does what you are about to say bring value to anyone else in this room? And if the answer is no... Shut the fuck up. 
Uh, counterpoint, if you are intentionally picking a fight because this person shouldn't be able to take a victory lap, yeah. do that shit too. Yeah, yeah. Call, you call you don't necessarily have to win the argument. There's no winning on the internet. No. There's no, no, no. There's no, no one is going to... One, I'd love to see anyone fucking comment on this goddamn video for fucking once other than victor you fucking love you vincent, anyway but vincent vincent sorry thank you see this is what i'm talking about i'm a fucking asshole anyway. Lance storm is a hometown hero he's from canada goddamn right <laughs> fucking two canadians we love plus i had that great interaction with with christian I, like they know pro up. canada on this podcast jamie i'm just gonna declare it yeah like well, i just the the second the second wrestling story I wanted to share is is bittersweet because yeah um, I I saw this post by Becky Lynch she was at a a live show I guess it must have been it must have been live yeah had, I think it's a live show where after a taping or something like that yeah yeah she had the mic and she was telling the crowd about the the first ladders tables and chair chairs match she had yeah she had she had no idea how to set up a table and these are big these are big ass tables. Like, yeah, yeah. I think they're like eight foot folding tables, which are yeah. not necessarily light. Like, yeah, to, to start light. with, and, and they're it, they're fucking unruly because like yeah. they're they're difficult to navigate when you've got a bit of size. Like, yeah. I'm I'm easily yeah. two Becky Lynches, and yeah. <laughs> it's still difficult for me to fucking pull one of those out and flip it over and get everything all set up. Like, you got to do that shit with, with some fucking authority. Yeah, and and it's it, it was her first big like this this type of match and you can't be struggling out there in front of everybody in the front right, of the live yeah. crowd you you don't you have one opportunity to make a good impression yeah so bray came out and well his name is windham his like windham rotunda yeah his dad is irs um back from way back when his brother is bo dallas uh, but yes um i i think he's related to uh, the natural disasters as well if i'm not mistaken i think he's loosely related to cody rhodes but like Aww. yeah like i just there the rotundas have been a, a a wrestling name and if i'm not mistaken i believe bray was a third generation wrestler oh wow um yeah so uh yes but uh his his given name was Wyndham rotunda Aww. um and then went by a couple things in the indies and then eventually fell on husky harris when he was part of uh, I think the original Tough Enough or NXT, I can't remember what he came up through, um, uh, was in Nexus for a while and then went away for a little bit and then came back and appeared in NXT when it was in its first iterations of Memory Serves as Bray Wyatt. Mm -hmm. And almost instantly, Memory oh. Serves got jettisoned to the fucking oh, main roster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was, it was too well thought out and too organized to be done in a small arena yeah so he he made he went up to becky and she, he asked her it's like do you know how to do this do you do you know what you're doing and she's like I, I don't know how to do this so he took time to not only help her figure it out but when it was time for everyone else to be practicing because like you know the matches were coming up he made sure that becky was okay with setting the table up yep. you know hitting the falls all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and that that's like you don't have to do that. Like when you're at a certain level, you don't have to do that. You don't have to look out for people, but you should. 
You should. And you that's, should. I think, yeah, the, the, the amount of stories that have come out since his passing, um, for people who don't, didn't understand in context, he, he passed, uh, he was, I believe, 36 years old. Yeah, um, he's a young kid, was, man. Shit. Yeah, he, he ended up dying of, uh, heart complications that were exacerbated by COVID. Um, and, there are so many stories of him being really sweet to kids that he would randomly come across at airports or whatever it is. And like always made time for people and was just genuinely one of the kindest people. And if my interaction with Christian in that, in that Starbucks is any example of how you can fall in love with somebody after seeing them perform and have that one interaction guide the rest of your thought process that like, I'll fucking fight somebody in the street if they're like, Christian Cage is a piece of shit. I'll be like, fucking outside, my dude. Yeah. Outside. Like, but, because I get it. Like, that dude spent time making me feel happy, and it was a nothing thing for him. He'll never remember that. It oh, was a no, nothing yeah. burger. Yeah. But the fact that I got to feel that and knowing that Bray did that for so many people, and it makes total sense why – in a lot of cases, I, I was never quite the like extreme ends of things, but like you either loved Bray Wyatt or you oh, were yeah. like, I'm fucking want no part of this. And <laughs> like, I really enjoyed the character and I was always curious where it went, but like he never really seemed to win big matches and his feud seemed to just kind of go nowhere. Yeah. And there was an unfortunate reality of just the characters. I think he just had so many ideas, but never quite went exactly the way he wanted and be able to springboard one into the other. Um, but either way, it's a brilliant performer. Oh yeah. He, from all accounts seemed to be an absolutely delightful hu human being. And the world is a little less bright for losing both him and the fucking legendary funk. Like that's right. Terry funk. Oh yeah. It was, it was a very, it's been a very rough weird and rough week for losing wrestlers and stuff like that. And, you know, seeing I, I watched Being the Elite the other day and uh, hearing the Young Bucks talk about how they were on the flight to London and uh, the the news about Bray came out and all the boys are texting each other back and forth oh, on the plane. Man. And like they're coming to grips with this in real time and they step off the plane and then there's there's fans there greeting them and they have to just kind of, and they have to put on a, you know, yeah, yeah oh. you, you've lost your friend. And even if he wasn't a necessarily a friend, a respected colleague in the thing, like, I, I don't know what the young bucks personal relationship was with Wyndham Rotunda, but I know they respected the fucking game. And that's, that's, a similar generation, like all these newer, the newer yeah. guys, they all talk to each other. They are all like, right. Yeah. They're, they're, they're all, all social friends. media. They're all friends. They right. hang out and stuff. Yeah. Uh. So it was, it is, uh, and, and a lot of them also, again, mourning Terry Funk, the, the original hardcore guy, oh God. the, the yeah. legend beyond legend. The fact that I didn't know about Terry Funk until he was almost 60. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's that's when we got introduced to Terry Funk in, in WWE was he was damn near scratching 60 years old. Uh, and it was uh, like, yeah. holy uh, shit. And then I go back and then I watch fucking Roadhouse and then I realize <laughs> he's the lead fucking bouncer before <laughs> the cooler comes in. Before Swayze comes in and cleans house, fucking Terry Funk is in there, fucking foot and a half above everybody else, hair all akimbo <laughs> and shit, and just absolutely... You know what I'm telling you right now? Cause like, cause he was like a, like a stone cold turned down like 40%. Yeah. 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 The, 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 
the first time I saw Terry Funk was a friend of mine got one of those bootleg oh. Japanese deathmatch oh. VHS tapes. And it was Cactus Terry, Jacku? It was it was Terry Funk versus Practice <laughs> Jack. Yes. And we just hear the announcer yelling, Katasu Jacku Masis <laughs> Terry Funku. Yeah. Uh, and just- the two of them proceeded to destroy each other. Yes. Fucking yes. packs, fucking fluorescent tubes, oh smashing my God. each other with fluorescent tubes, yep. wrapping yep. them in tape and making a big tube and barbed like, wire baseball bats, flaming trash cans, oh my all of the. God. Yeah. It's like, fuck me. I just, I'd never seen anything like that before. Yeah. It completely floored and changed your mind about everything that could be in wrestling yeah. because we were used to seeing some wild shit from time to time but yeah 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 the the old school hardcore matches yeah we didn't get unless you knew somebody example like who was a tape trader like i for yeah. me it was marty like <laughs> marty introduced me to half of that shit where he's like hey so i got a bunch of like marty's the one who was on the fucking um old message boards and stuff like that Back when uh, CM Punk was old Pepsi Phil and used to get pissed off at people calling him Phil all the time. Like, (laughs) Phil. Right. Yeah. Like, but we we lost two giants that were a big part of both in Terry Funk, our youth, and Bray Wyatt in our current enjoyment of what I have been at first jokingly referring to as an art form, but the more and more I've watched it and the more and more influence it's had, the more and more I've seen it, I'm willing to defend it as genuinely difficult and just impressive entertainment that takes both body and mind to be able to execute properly. And I challenge a lot of improv comics or mainstream actors or anything else like that to do the physical burden that a lot of these pro wrestlers do and then be charming on camera live in front of an audience every night Mm -hmm. like there there's Mm -hmm. a handful of people who did snl that i think could have competed in that like like yeah Keenan Thompson right now is like Keenan, Bill Hader, uh, yeah, yeah. like there, there's a there's a small group of people who I think like they could handle the physically taxing side of physical comedy and then also be consistent and then also be fucking hilarious. Yeah. And it takes a special fucking skill in the idea that these people are operating at this thing because like I don't know if Keenan would be as funny if. SNL wasn't done in the studio there, but it was done in front of 80,000 people. Like that's a, that's a tough fucking bar to hit. Yeah. You got to play to the nosebleeds. Right. Right. How do you communicate these fun things to the fucking nosebleeds? Yeah. And I understand it is a completely different skill set, and it's, it's comparing apples and automobiles. Like I'm, I'm totally aware of that, but right. I get a little dismayed, especially as a late with everything that is, that has happened in, in wrestling, seeing people disparage it as a whole. And it's like, bitch, you watch fucking Marvel movies. You think that shit's real? What's the <laughs> yeah. difference? Yeah. My, my action show is just live. That's it. Well, my and, action movie is live. And the thing is to hit a sister Abigail and not break someone's neck consistently is a fucking skill. Like yep. that finisher 
is an art fuck it's, form. It's, right. Yeah. It's it's brutal and you have yeah. to trust your partner and yeah. it is he's such never a killed anybody dance. that way. And, right. And we can't say that about everybody. Because right. some people have fucked up finishers that hurt people. Yeah. And Sister Abigail should have hurt people and it never did. No. It never put anybody at out. Least, it never at broke least, anyone. At least not to my at least not to my well, memory. I'm, right, right. There may be right. Just no one had clarifying. to fuse their spine after Sister Abigail kissed no. them. Like, no. come the fuck on. That, yeah. that is a skill. That is an art form. It's beautiful to behold. Yeah. And as we're talking about this, they need a fucking union. Like, they need health care. They need protection. All yeah. of the wrestlers. Because it's a, it's a carny business. And they're exploited like it's a carny business. Still yeah. to this fucking day. And it's and just going to get worse now that WWE and UFC have united into one Dana's giant a, thing. Dana's a good, big fucking carny. Good Jesus luck Christ. trying to fight that fucking monster. Jesus fuck. Like, because I, I wonder if that's going to be the thing where we learn that Tony Khan isn't nearly as great as everybody thinks he is because suddenly the wrestler. Now, to be fair, Tony has exhibited, as far as wrestling standards go, really positive practices. The idea of. Not just shit canning somebody two years before their contract ends. Usually, in most cases, letting a performer ride their contract out to the end of it. And I, that's been really nice, especially given this during the fucking pandemic, all the goddamn layoffs the WWE did. Yeah, Jesus like, Christ. Right. And it's all like, the money they fucking. Mm. Mm hmm. Right. And so it, it's. Anyway, I think we're getting way off topic here. Um, but it, it was a very, uh, it was a very rough time in wrestling last week. So yep. if you've got a pro wrestling fan, um, know that they're, they're, re they're in recovery right now. <laughs> yeah. Like there's, yeah. Yeah. Man, Terry, Terry Funk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When they started bringing, uh, the barbed wire to, to raw, I would laugh because they would always be holding the end of it. So right like, yeah and then right and the, then way, that, the way triple h hit someone yeah and with in the that match it was end of the bat swing away yeah <laughs> yes like yeah full babe ruth <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> oh look it's cal <laughs> right right yeah go see cal say you don't look like kevin costner's penis <laughs> what <laughs> Oh man. Uh Brandon, uh tell yeah. people who we are. <laughs> Welcome one and all and prepare yourselves for your main event of the evening. Coming to you first, live from Rockville, Maryland. He is the originator, the innovator the largest cock I've ever seen in person, Jamie Hangry Zen Master <laughs> Naguchi. <laughs> and his opponent, <laughs> fighting out of Baltimore, Maryland, standing five foot ten and three quarters on a good day, and 250 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. He is Balmer Branding Tomer! <laughs> yeah. And we are fighting for your attention this evening. 
as we bring you the greatest match that two titans can absolutely have. A brawl that may cause the entire state to fall from the eastern seaboard, causing a radical typhoon making its way across the pond, covering the entirety of Great Britain in water, at least three to 16 inches of water, <laughs> making everything incredibly uncomfortable because that's what the boys do. This is the fucking do a cast part of the hard knock media podcasting network. Now, Jamie, I understand that you are my opponent for this evening, but I think you and I can definitely agree on one thing. And one thing true that hard knock media as in NOC means nerds of color. That means you, not me. That means you're the winner. I'm definitely the loser. I am absolutely going to end up taking the three count at the end of the night, but I absolutely do it with pride. Good God, I'm turning six to midnight with pride when it comes to the fucking do it cast. Jamie Noguchi. What say you good, sir? <laughs> you ready to kick the tires and light the fires? Let's Go on, Cole. Ring the bell. Let's do this <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Da -da 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 -da. Wow. wow. Um, I, I have one other thing we could talk about that's very silly. Okay, cool. Silly. Great, yeah. Okay. So, Go on, lay it on me. So Italy, the waters of Italy have been infested with blue crab, and they don't know what to do. They know what to do? Motherfucker, just <laughs> at me next time. God yeah, damn. Exactly. Like, seriously. Exactly. Like, you... DeSantis can put together a plane of fucking immigrants and send them to Martha's Vineyard, and we can't get a fucking Southwest flight to fucking head <laughs> off to fucking Italy? You kidding me? Fuck. I gotta find this story. I, like, I, I, the, I gotta find the idea of just volunteering. Like, all I picture is the Lord of the Rings. You have my bow and my axe and me holding up a little crab mallet and my hammer and my hammer. <laughs> uh, yeah, Italy, uh, fast... Fast reproducing invasive species, blue crabs. The crabs are devouring stocks of eels, clams, and mussels. And I'm Fucking, like, that sounds like a challenge. This, right. This is what. <laughs> Look. I'm not saying that America is the greatest nation on the planet. Far from it. But what I'm saying is, is that every so often, the good Lord above provides an opportunity for us to create <laughs> relations in between two nations, nation relations. And that's what we can do, Jamie. <laughs> we can absolutely do it. Yeah. Send down the fucking crab boats. Yeah. All you're going to hear is good gods almighty is placing real, real pretties and then just fucking <laughs> cracking crabs. And you know what the best part about crabs in Italy is? Because after crabs, pizza is the best part of the meal, and it's right fucking there. It's right there. The real shit. The real, oh, real good shit. The real pizza. That's what I'm saying. There's gonna be some heavy set woman named Brenda who's gonna be teaching some fucking Italian chef how to make fucking crab Alfredo, and her to be like, no, 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 you don't need the real cheese. Go ahead and get the stuff from the jar. You don't know the difference. You be alright. And just <laughs> and he's horrified, like, right, right, and and then he eats it. Yeah, and then he eats it. 
and it ends up looking like the fucking end of Ratatouille, where you just watch this Italian chef just tears rolling down his face, yeah. realizing that this Baltimore mama's got it fucking right. So I I have a question about how you break apart a crab, and I Audrey introduced Audrey introduced this technique that I had never heard of before. So uh, what? Okay. How, how do you approach? How do you usually approach busting open a crab? Usually, I will take the lid off, clean mm -hmm. the the guts and the mustard out, and then I will pull the claws off, snap the body in half, and then I will take my hand and I will squeeze together and basically compress the two sets of of real like back fin meat, and yeah, then yeah, pull yeah. all that out usually with a butter knife. And then kill that and then start picking apart the claws and, and legs and what have you and make sure I suck every little bit out of that. Because if you one, let me be very, very clear here, because this is a fucking point that I want to make sure we hammer home. There's no wrong way to pick a crab. There are more yes. efficient ways. Yes. There are faster ways. Yes. But so long as you fucking eat everything you pick. You eat the crab that you pick up. You don't get to just fucking tease around and do look, like Steve, you <laughs> grab the fucking crab, that's your crab. Fucking eat it and eat it fast so this way you can get the one that you think you actually want. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, eating crabs is a fucking contact sport, and anybody who tells you <laughs> otherwise is fucking wrong. All right? Now, I will show in the a Baltimore rule, this is what I was told when I was like <clears throat> fucking seven, was I'm going to show you how to do this once, and then I'm never fucking helping you again. You hear? <laughs> so pay attention fast. Anyone from Baltimore will absolutely show you how to pick a crab that they know how to do once. The rest of the time, they're eating. You had an opportunity. If you were too slow to pick up on it, that is your fault. It sits in front of you. It ain't going anywhere. It's fucking dead. Go yeah. ahead and get after it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And here's the rule. You know what the meat looks like. Anything else that's in there, if you're questioning whether or not you should eat it, offer it up to everyone else. <laughs> no, there are people who eat everything. Oh, the lungs? Yeah, the lungs, the mustard, the whole Ooh. nine. Yeah, like, I just, it ain't my jam, but there are people who do it. And what I'm saying is, don't be wasteful. Ask. Yeah, Anybody yeah, yeah. want this? Some Someone will. Someone, someone will. might. Right. Usually it's somebody old school at the table yeah. and they'll chastise you for. That's some good crab there. What's wrong right, with yeah, it? Yeah. Right. That's the best part of crab. What are you even doing? Fucking young and zap their minds. But they will willingly take it from you so long as you provide it. Yeah. Like it, it's a it's a perfectly serviceable way to handle everything. So I, I didn't grow up eating crabs. I've been Maryland born and bred i'd never ate crab until i got into college because like right around our area it just it wasn't a thing like i think it's more cultural like because because yeah. the way that maryland crabs are presented to my understanding growing up was really a like lower income white family or lower income black family were the real predominant people who knew how to fucking pick a crab and it was also one of the things that you could bond over Cause yeah. like you could go to a dollar crab night and be sitting next to somebody who you've never met before. And as you're picking, if you look over and go, you want the lungs and the mustard, yeah. you, you will instantly make a friend at the bar. Yeah. Like yeah, that's, yeah. it's a, it's a fun way to bond over. Cause either you're either they're like, yeah. And they're really appreciative. They're like, 
no, I don't touch that stuff either. And then you both yeah. chuckle about it. And yeah. then you're watching the O's game and you're like, oh, okay, this is really nice. Like, yeah, I, I totally get this. I, I think the the further out you get from the Baltimore area, the less yeah. it's a thing. Cause like, well, it's, it's two spheres. It's the shore. Yeah. And then it's, it's like Baltimore central. Yeah. So you got to kind of pick up those things in the middle. Yeah, I was far away from both of those. Right, right. yeah, it, it's it, it didn't, to my understanding, really make it out your way in that same way. Like yeah. it just there there wasn't a whole lot of the strong Baltimore accent and what have you. Not no, that no, like no. you weren't welcome to it, but like it just right. it, it wasn't never, a thing in your it, sphere. Yeah, I didn't meet people from Balt like I didn't hang out from with people in Baltimore until like out of college and stuff. Yes, yeah, because I get it. I never drive up there, and now I'm up there all the time. Anyway, right. so Audrey. Um, showed me this way, and I'd never thought of it before. So you pop the lid, mm -hmm. you break that, it, you break it in half. Legs yeah. on, legs on. You break okay. it in half, and then you can pop the legs, and they come off with the section. So you have these little crab lollipops. So you, so you kind of, yeah. you do the 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 um the big meat, and then you can go through like the leg and go all the way down, and you just right, yeah. you have a series of lollipops. And that was a that was a game changer because we had. We had a crab feast like two weeks ago at the pool, mm -hmm. and there were a handful of people who had never had crabs before, and they were very oh, nice. nervous. Okay, they were very nervous about the picking, and I was like, "I'm not an expert, but I can show you how I I learned it." And then yeah. Audrey was like, "Oh, I can do this this new method," and so she showed us all the the lollipop method. Right, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's just, and this is the thing your your crab picking game will change as the years go on, like. I, I end up laughing usually at most people who use a mallet. Um, there are some people, cause like, I, you, you don't need it. For I, the, I am of the firm belief you don't need it. Even the claws? You can get through yeah. them without the smashing. Yeah, you take a, you take a butter knife, take the palm of your hand, and you gently press oh, on see, the top of it. And the second yeah. you break through the top layer, you can grab it and press the back of it and pop it loose and it'll snap right along the line and then you can break it open. Second you start adding the hammer in there, you end up potentially going all the way through it or you break up the tendons and the meat and then you're digging through with the fucking butter knife trying to pull the little strands out of everything. If you're gentle yeah. with it and you just break that top shell, you can absolutely crack the thing in half and then pull the whole fucking backside of it because like usually you'll you'll pop it and it'll look like a flame sticking out <laughs> of the thing. <laughs> right, yeah, and it's, and it, yeah. But like that's that's something that I didn't learn until my twenties almost. Like it's mm -hmm. just you you start to pick up technique, pay attention to everybody else. But I'm really happy to hear that you got to have one of the quintessential Maryland things of showing somebody else how to pick a crab. It's the kindest yeah. thing a Marin a Marylander can do yeah. to anyone else anywhere because crabs are intimidating to order and get. Oh yeah, oh like, yeah. It takes a level of confidence when they hit the table to be like. Yeah, okay, we're good. And know exactly right, right. Yeah. And to be able to explain it to somebody, not have them feel dumb, and then invite them in means the next time they're gonna be way more willing to do this. And by time three or four, they're gonna be showing somebody else. And you've managed to now send Spread generational knowledge. Like it's it's yeah. The, right. Yeah, it, it, picking crabs is the best example of how a community can teach others how to behave in a situation. <laughs> so you you always talk about getting pizza afterwards. I got to tell you, I we I ordered a dozen, and what size? Uh, uh, they're big. They're like the big jumbos. Oh, and, and I was gonna say jumbo to me is a fair bit bigger than that. But if they're jumbos now, that's fine. But yeah, yeah no, jumbos are a meal. 
Yeah, but usually the jumbos any, were the, the jumbos, jumbos were are a meal. Yeah, usually if I end up doing anything like that, we end up ordering mediums. Oh, okay, okay. Because they're jumbos. Now. They're they've always been expensive. They're very expensive now. Jumbos are the sort of thing that you and your significant other order as a treat and a really nice meal. Yeah. Larger's are what you order when you've got family and loved ones there and it's a table of maybe six. Anything greater than six, you order mediums, fuck them, nobody's going to pick them properly, I get see. crab soup later okay, on. Okay. Smalls are not for eating. Yeah. Smalls are for sending off to canneries and stuff like that or to make soup out of, and it's a ton of fucking effort to pull any meat out of a small. Yeah. Like... I, I think but, they ordered either larges or jumbos, but they, they, they're, hu- they're pretty big. Yeah. Like, usually larges are pretty good size and you're going to end up getting a pretty decent meal out of them. But yeah. every time I've done it, it's usually been a, I tend to get bored picking crabs. Oh, and because okay. I've been younger and I hadn't been drinking at the time or whatever it is. So like you get through like three or four crabs and I'm bored. <laughs> Cause I'm not drinking or bullshitting. Like I'm, I'm joking around with my dad's friends, but like, I don't know half the fucking jokes that are going on or whatever it is. So like, yeah, yeah. I had my opportunity. I did the thing. And then usually any of the, the wives or girlfriends of my dad's friends were there who were all very sweet to me growing up and would see that I was a little bored. And then they would be tired of it because they didn't want to sit at the table and just drink beer the whole time. Cause that was also the big part of it is you don't necessarily eat crabs to fill up. You drank beer to fill up and you ate crabs to get the spice to then need the beer to cool everything off. And it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, that's interesting. So they would end up ordering pizza and that's where I would end up actually having the meal. Yeah. That's for me personally, I've been to, I don't know, 10 to 15 different like family friend style functions in different varying groups or what have you. And like, usually pizza is the thing. Most of the time you go to a crab feast, it's also a bull roast. So you end up having the opportunity to get like pit beef or something like that. And that's usually where that kind of lays. Um, but yeah, as far as my personal experience, it's always been the pizza after is really the meal. You, <laughs> you sat and ate crabs to bullshit with your friends and catch up. Nice. And usually only one person has the skill set to really eat a meal. And they've got a mountain of fucking crab shells in front of them. Oh, yeah. Everybody else has got six, maybe. They're easily breaking a baker's dozen and looking at you doing the like, what are you not hungry? Yeah. I mean, anytime I've ever eaten crabs, I've. I've been one of the last people at the table because I'm just that, like, no, that good on you, you, man. Where are you motherfuckers going? There's, right. Where are you going? What, what are you doing? There's more. Yeah. Now, I, I am also one of those people who will wait and then take them home, crack them cold and make crab soup. Yeah, we we had enough. It was getting dark. I, I would have kept eating, but it was outside. It was getting dark. And right. So at some point, Audrey and I just looked at each other and said, all right, we need to just empty the rest of these and then take it home. So we had like a, a huge box mm-hmm. of crab meat and we made gigantic crab cakes the next day. Hell yeah. And it's the real crab cake. Like if you come to a restaurant and you get a crab cake and it's mostly filler, you got ripped off. I, if, if there's, I, you can use a little bit of filler, but frankly, a little. there's a lot of recipes out there that you don't need filler. If you're using the right ingredients yeah. and you've got good, fresh lump crab meat, you should be able to keep that together. And anybody who has a crab cake that falls apart, that just shows they don't have the skill to make the crab cake in the first place. Like, be yeah. gentle with that shit. Yeah. 
and a deep fryer in a pan broiled, whatever it is like you gotta, you gotta fucking anybody who can't handle crab cake. Also, I wouldn't trust with an egg. Yeah. That's why I don't, I never order crab cakes out of state. Cause I, I never, no, trust, no. <laughs> I never, I, I, I've trust, done that. I've done that once. Yeah. And I that never, was a fucking mistake. Yeah. I never trust. I never trust the other place. Like before. Sure. Before I had crab, I, I wouldn't know any better. I like you go to a place, you get right. a crab cake yeah. and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. but now, uh, uh-uh. uh, like the, the, the only place that filler is acceptable in a crab cake is if you are getting a crab cake sandwich at a street festival. <clears throat> sure. Sure. Because they are they are hitting it on a bun. You're probably putting a little mustard on it or whatever it is. And you're not expecting to get an amazing crab cake. No. You know this. Yeah. You want the taste. You want the flavor. You want a you little want bit of spice. <laughs> you, you want the butter. Right. And, and, well, this is the thing. People handle crab meat very differently. Like X's mom, she used to love vinegar. She dipped the crab meat in vinegar. Yeah. They, some people I've some seen vinegar. honey. Some people I've seen butter. I always did it straight. Mm-hmm. I so like, like butter. I love me it, some butter. Right. And usually most people who tend to do the butter in my experience are people who started with lobster or other shellfish and then oh. parlay that over because they feel comfortable with it because butter is the go-to thing to go with other shellfish. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really eat a lot of lobster. Uh, I just like butter. <laughs> no, I get you. But this is the thing is butter was a big, like the lobster rolls that we got at that fucking place. There's a oh. fair bit of butter on that. Like, uh huh. Right. And, and that's the thing is like you and associate, you. right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, good on you. But yeah, I, I, fuck, now I want a crab cake. I know, right? <laughs> that's the problem is like I've got one of the better restaurants like down the street, but I haven't been there forever and well, I don't know what market well, price is now. But the night is young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah here's the problem it's run by a bunch of old people they are not oh. that place is fucking closed i guarantee you <laughs> that kitchen closed at nine and you've got scragglers ordering brandies until 10 and then they start <laughs> flicking the lights on and off like this <laughs> the thing like, to do brandon is after work <laughs> yeah i jamie to give you an idea of this crab place, cake wednesday <laughs> the, it, never go to a place that has a crab cake special no 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 that's a that's a fucking rule. Um, yeah, this was the kind of place that actually used to have an old stag room. You know what that is? No. So it was uh, usually it was a part of the bar that was separated off, similar to the old like porno corral in the video store, <laughs> where they would have a waitress come in and out and bring beers and drinks out. You could smoke in there, and then they would show porn films in there. <laughs> and it was essentially like a a safe man's strip club because it was a corner, like it was a neighborhood bar. So you'd go down to this place and you'd go and have drinks or whatever it is. And you tell the wife, Oh, I'm going to go head down to the bar, go see the boys or whatever it is. And realistically, you're essentially watching a titty show while having drinks with your boys. So you get (laughs) all of the titties of a strip club just, you know, before realistically having porn readily available fucking everywhere was a thing. Yeah. But yeah, like that's how old school this place was, is I remember seeing the door flap open once and seeing the inside of it. And I swear (laughs) to God, that porno was in black and white. Oh, like it's. Yeah. Let me see your ankle, baby. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 Check out my shoulder. Some sinful shoulders. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. By by that standards, I'm dressed as a modern day hussy. Yeah. Like that's. 
Put them away, Brandon. Put them away. Right, yeah. <laughs> They're a children present, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but uh, good on you, man. Like more more sharing crab cakes. And for those of you who are within the sound of my voice, if you have not had crabs and you would like to have a Sherpa come with you as a safety person, I will volunteer myself, I will pay my fair share, and I'll cover the first pitcher of beer if you're a drinker. Because that's what hospital uh, hospitable uh, Marylanders should be doing. Open up the welcome and invite. Then we put together the mobile team. Yeah. And then we end up hopping in a fucking military plane. And then we end up jumping out all fucking Black Hawk down and shit. Just descending upon Italy. Just ready to fucking <sighs> kick shell and raise hell, Jamie. That's what we're going to do. Cracking shells and raising hells. Yes. Goodness. Yes. Just Bracket fucking looking at somebody with a with a hills. with a butter knife and a crab mallet, just going ba ba boo, Wait, I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna turn that into a shirt. <laughs> Cracking shells and raising hells. Cracking shells, raising hells. <laughs> Cracking shells, raising hells. Yeah. Yeah, I I think just a crab with fire raising up behind him. <laughs> <laughs> big ass Maryland flag cause of course <laughs> yeah I I don't know how you hang a cape that is the Maryland flag on the back of a crab but like I'm sure you can work that shit out <laughs> oh man Brandon besides yep. the local crab shack where can people find you you can find me on Instagram at that guy Chalmers Jamie Noguchi where can they find you your gigantic neck and <laughs> the subtle notice when you wear shorts that you probably shouldn't wear shorts. <laughs> Dragging Keith to the crab shack because <laughs> because it's the 10th anniversary of the nerds of color and he has not yet said a set a date for a party. So we need to make him throw a party. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> Keith, you only invited us in because I think you kind of felt bad, but now we're going to force you to throw a party. So um, your yeah. extroverted friends are forcing you to do the thing. Yeah, it's what we do. Yeah. Uh, Insta, TikTok, Blue Sky, YouTube, uh, Small Press Expo. I don't know. Every fucking where. Just everywhere. Yep. I'm everywhere. Yep. yep. And we are on the precipice, my friends, of... What is it now, Jamie? What comes every September? Togo What's Temper. the celebration? Toku Temper! God Toku Temper! I'm trying to get as many done as I can ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> a celebration of all things Tokusatsu and a personal challenge for any one of us to finish at least half of them because that's how these things happen yeah you commit hard you start off strong and then life uh 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 finds a way to jeff goldblum <laughs> their way through all of your passions but do me a favor this year kids try and make five try set a set a goal for five and it's, share them everywhere yeah tag jamie use the hashtag everything else like that 
We will all try and mutually share them this month, even if you don't compete or not necessarily uh, compete. If you don't uh, participate, yeah. If if you're not necessarily drawing these things or whatever it is, please, 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 please share, 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 share. There are going to be people who are going to see some of these things and go, what the fuck is that? And you may end up just fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme in the door open to fucking tokusatsu and fucking opening their world up to a whole world of fucking toys and hurt. And that's what they need. More obsessive shit. There are ADHD kids out there like myself who want to loosely tiptoe into this fucking weird thing. Yeah, look, look, yeah, yeah. All the toys. Fucking (laughs) Jamie, you know what time it is? It's time for us to hench in our way out of here and fucking make the right. And uh, uh, this year, it's um, all Spider Verse inspired stuff. Fuck yeah, that's two so, great tastes that taste great together. You yeah. got my fucking Spider Man mm. inside my Leopardon. Like that's. <laughs> so I'm drawing uh, the first thirty common writers based on the um, prompt as their spider sonas. So Dude. they're they're gonna have belts, but they're gonna have like spider spider oh, hoods and all that kind of shit. That's gonna be so, so cool. Fuck, that's gonna be cool. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, I can do more this year. Last year was a little bit tough because I was in the middle of the book. This year is gonna be tough because I'm ramping up to start the the third book. But um, I'm everywhere else now, so I need to keep feeding the fucking beast. Like I said, for participation's sake, take a look at the list. Pick five. And just yeah. post, do them early and then post them the day they're hit. That, that, Fucking feel doing. confident about doing. that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Go look at the list now. Be like, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to hit, but the one on the 17th, the 28th and 30th, they're fucking golden. I'm going to do them three and then figure out two others later on. Get your five in. Okay. <laughs> that's right. That That's the idea on, on the creative food pyramid. Get your five in. You got to, it helps regulate you. You got to regulate full on Warren G in this shit. Regulate. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, we'll see you on the Internet. Yep. Be excellent to each other, you fucking assholes. <laughs>